So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Everyday Connection, with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock, bringing your inner light to your everyday life. Well, good evening, everybody, or at least it's evening here where I am, so good day, morning, afternoon, night whatever time you might be listening to this, uh, and welcome to Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and with me right here is Jean Victoria Norlock. Hey, Jean. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. How's your day? day? Oh, it's been a great day. I've already had another radio show today, so I've been pumped up. I'm still pumped up. Uh, it's also been an adventurous day. Uh a little rocking the boat. Uh, uh, in fact, a little almost looks like things are falling apart all around me. And uh, Ooh. Ooh. falling apart, huh? Looks like, looks like, uh, appears to be, seems to be, would be key phrases there. But uh, I know that you personally wouldn't know anything about that. No, no, I haven't had a week anything like that at all. No, no, no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> possibly understand that that space of energy that you might happen to be hovering in at the moment <laughs> well so, folks we're we're playing of course absolutely. Uh, we've stumbled uh stumbled us right into our uh at least our our planned topic for this evening um if you've been with us before and you will see it many times again the topic uh, has a way of developing and and uh progressing all by itself so we shall see, but uh, uh, well, Jane, your topic tonight. So, uh, what what did we call it? How to how to hold on? How to how to hold the center when uh, everything is going to going to? Am I allowed to use those words here? <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. We we still have clean on our description on iTunes, but all right. Well, uh, when everything's going not quite the way you want it to go, in fact. You know, you're in that space of, I think the other night it came down to me just slamming something down, screaming at the universe, saying, why are you doing this to me? Um, to which, of course, I was immediately reminded you're doing this to yourself. But Yes, annoying that yes, sometimes. Yes, it is <clears throat> a little bit. <laughs> um but I think I think the idea was to to figure out how when it's all falling apart and um, that scream is building up inside and that feeling of really just ick is in your gut and making you feel nauseous and uncomfortable and just not happy where you are. How do you stay calm? Because we all know how important it is to try and keep a positive attitude and to keep a vibration of appreciation although you know let's not and we might even we might even say not so much how is it that you keep calm because if the world appears to be falling apart around you you're probably no longer calm (laughs) (laughs) that's true that's true how do you i guess get back to a calm center um so where do you start i mean i i think we could start with the fact that you and I have been talking about these things all week. So we'll start with the, you know, the one basic rule of thumb, and that's we always encourage everybody to surround yourself with like-minded individuals who lift you up, inspire you, who are able to, you know, help you understand, even when you can't see it yourself, who are able to help you understand that everything happens for a reason. Um, so, you know, that I would say that is, a vitally important step. 
Be willing to lean on your friends. Absolutely. And um, uh, that actually came up on our call this morning about uh, your tribal beings uh, and to really feel at home and comfortable in everything that you do, be with people that do what you do. And that doesn't mean do precisely what you do. I I would say it means people of a vibration and general uh, consensus of, with you of what's going on in the world. Um, never would we recommend that everybody think the same thing. It's important that we don't because that's how it happens that, uh, you know, uh, this morning I I have I have four or five core friends that I feel that I can just turn to and and call them up and puke my guts up all over their shoes and they'll <laughs> chat with me while they clean their shoes um, and um, uh, I it, it's it's handy to have several because if you need to get your vibration straightened out in rather short order. Um, not everybody's available every minute of every day. And sure, we should all do this ourselves. But that's like saying I should do everything with my mind so, you know, no more of these stoves and electric lights and things uh, or cars. <clears throat> um, uh, and so while you're banging rocks together in the kitchen, the rest of us will be out here helping each other out because, uh, you know, the, the odds are the odds are possible that, that, you know, you and one of your Close friends may get yourself into the same funk on the same day, but not very likely. And if so, you have more than one that you can sort of turn to and go, ah. and of course, they generally say, well, now realize you're doing this to yourself. And then you swipe at them and hang up. No. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that, you know what? That brings up something interesting to mind as well, that um, for for example, you have so many different friends who you would turn to, but each life challenging experience is a unique experience and sometimes one friend may be much more of a help in their understanding than another friend would be in theirs because of their life experiences because of their perception of the way things go um, one might have a gentler hand which is needed today and one might be um, that person that you count on to get up in your face and say, now look, you know. And and sometimes you'll discover that the first person you tried to call that didn't answer the phone, and so you went to number two in your Rolodex, just not they're in priorities, but you just grab at them in whatever order they come. Uh, you may find out the next day when you're feeling better that they were going to slap you in the face. And you weren't ready for that, so you got the other person on the phone who was more gentle at the moment. And sometimes you need a slap in the face, and sometimes you just need somebody to poke a little fun at you so that you can laugh. Um, which which brings us to the next the next answer, really, which is to trust that the universe really is working in your favor. Because if that first person doesn't answer the phone, then that first person wasn't the person you needed to talk to. And it's it's very easy and, and, and sort of habitual in the mass, you know, collective consciousness that you, man, my life's going horrible today, and then look at this, I can't even get my friend on the phone to help me out. And just you stay in that negative spiral. And um, uh, energetic spirals like that are easy to get into with this whole law of attraction thing that goes on. Um, thoughts cluster. By vibration, and uh, uh, however you want to state that, whether you like law of attraction or you like something from physics, <clears throat> things of like vibration tend to coalesce, and so you will invite the next messed up moment by judging the moment you're in as being messed up, and I know I do it. Uh, quite well. <laughs> I've had years of practice. Um, and this whole going the other direction is a little new, and it's a little bit of a stretch. And, um, and, and, and there are days where you do. You look up at the sky and you go, why me? And, uh, you know, why has it got to be this hard? And um, 
why couldn't I have come along later after somebody else had figured it all out? And that's the point, is nobody can figure it out for anybody but themselves. And um, And if you can sort of back up, and remember, and there's lots of tools that uh, I've personally used over the years. Um, I used to use the just exactly how much difference is this going to make in five years tool. And that's a great tool because um, when you think of, of the things that seem to be so important and tragic in this moment, and you really think in terms of in five years, how much effect is this going to have on my overall well-being? A lot of the times you can look at it and go, I'm not even going to remember this in five years. <laughs> That's right. I'll be doing good to have a hold on this in five weeks. <laughs> so, the way life's been going lately, <clears throat> we should all just let go of however the moment feels because they disappear on me pretty quick. They really uh, do. And... Um, and and so that is a grand tool is because what you want to do when you're right in the moment of contrast and you sort of catch yourself, you well, you're you're not really in alignment or you wouldn't be feeling bad already. But you only know that the thought feels bad when once you choose it. So don't beat yourself up that you're there. You are where you are and we all go down the primrose path. Some of us in quite spectacular fashion, <clears throat> you know, tumbling down the mountain and turning into a giant snowball and smacking into the side of something. I, I, I think I learned mine from the uh, uh, coyote in the Roadrunner and Coyote cartoons. Mm -hmm. uh, for anyone that's familiar with them, the coyote, I, for my entire childhood, was chasing the Roadrunner, never caught the Roadrunner, and was smashed to death but didn't die thousands of times. Um, <laughs> And uh, um, so I, I had some real spectacular breakups, some of which, and I, by breakup I mean of my whole emotional makeup, my whole grip on having a good feeling thought, uh, some of which have been quite recent. Uh, and I would not necessarily say that I'm finished with that. I am not finished with expansion, so there we are. There's There's... But there are ways to soften it, and that's the the primary one. The pull back. What's it going to mean in five years? Pull back. Soften your focus just a little bit. You know. Um, and something something that really it, it sounds odd, but um, that really helps me because because I know that when I focus on that yucky negative feeling in the pit of my stomach, that you know I just don't want to be doing this right now. Well, just don't do that right now. So do whatever you have to do to distract yourself momentarily because the more you concentrate on that thought, like you pointed out, the more it's going to happen. And um, the more you center yourself around that vibration, the more it's going to expand. So I, I've found a neat trick, and, you know, I mean, it's just one that I use, but other people, you know, I know some people just take a time out, go have a bath, light some candles, just listen to music. I'm in the habit now of just randomly resting and putting on a movie and just shutting out the world for, for two hours and just, you know, not looking at any of my work or, or answering the phone or anything like that. Just two hours, I'm going to look at something completely mindless. And it gets my mind off of whatever has got me spiraling downward. And once that two hours has passed, I'm able to look at the situation more objectively. And, and and that's a great one. Uh, uh, we, you know, Rick goes on walks. <clears throat> I I love to go out with Molly, and uh, but if I'm really in it, I'll not only not have a good time, but I'll be mean to Molly <clears throat> because she just wants to sniff and chase squirrels and doesn't, you know, what what do you mean upset about what? And um, and even if she does get upset the next time there's a squirrel, that's all over with. So no, it's a brand new day. So um, and it's also short. Um, if you're particularly if you're really in one and you've got you some good churning gut feelings going on, um, two minutes, five minutes may not be enough time 
to let your uh, – I love the one that Abraham used to use, and they've sort of quit using it because they, they come up with new metaphors and like them better. But one of their original metaphors was that your vibrational set point is like a cork, and you're holding it underwater. If you would just let go, if you would just quit doing that thing you're doing that holds it down, it would naturally float up. And that's true, but how far does it need to float? And almost more importantly, how in a habit, how entrenched is it in the vibration that it's in that you're wanting to shift from? So um, just like in some uh, channel material, uh, I've, I've heard it talked about that 15 minutes is sort of the time of the brain that you're, when you sort of shift, and, and things sort of become plastic and flexible and moldable, and then when they settle back down again, um, 15 minutes. But, you know, it, it to me, you may need a 15-minute shift to sort of get out of where you're at, and then 15 minutes to sort of feel good. And then, so, giving, it, giving yourself a little more time, giving yourself a little more um, distraction uh, when you've, really sort of got it going good uh, can be really helpful, I've found, um, uh, because I start getting angry with myself that I'm taking, you know, goodness gracious, I teach law of attraction. I teach uh, <laughs> being in connection with yourself. This is ridiculous. I know better than this. Okay, now it doesn't even matter what it was I was upset about. Now I'm just feeling bad because I'm kicking myself. And, uh, you know, that's a dog chasing its tail. It's a never-ending story if you don't get off the train. So uh, I have been known to get right back up and go for another walk. But uh, but generally, if you've uh, – I, I guess what I'm saying for me, if I if I do a quickie sort of thing that works often or, or works most of the time anymore these days, but it doesn't get me there, then whatever it is, Abraham videos uh, – I, I do rather enjoy something that is just totally off-topic, uh, you know, not really necessarily network television full of advertising, but, um, No, I, I'm, I'm rather partial, actually, the strangest thing, and I'm partial to Disney movies. Yes, yes, Disney movies, lovely if, stuff. Um, Disney and Pixar. If, if I can get my hands on a Disney or a Pixar movie and stick that in for, for two hours, then... You know, that just shifts my focus completely because now I'm just kind of lost in the music and the message of the movie. And, you know, I mean, there's always – I love Disney for the fact that there's always some really deep insights into human nature. Um, and there are some very inspiring content in there. And so, you know, I mean, they're designed to make you feel good. So why yes. not? Why not go with it? Absolutely. Um, and and they're sort of designed, they present these uh, life-challenging sort of realizations, but they present them from the standpoint of an ant or a flower or a teddy bear. So it's a little harder for you to get all simulated about they're talking about me until after you've seen what they did because you're just having fun because they're just so cute. I mean, that's what Molly does to me, my little my little pup Molly. I call her a vortex puppy. Um, and she does. She'll if I'm not feeling good, if I'm tweaked up about something, she'll come in here every ten minutes and jump up in my lap and try to see can she get it going on with me. And and other times she just leave me completely alone. But if I get twisted up, she's almost always just right on me. Now she won't stay on me if I don't play. <laughs> she'll go away and hide. But. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think the only time that my Chihuahua is ever cuddly, because he's just not cuddly by nature. He's Mexican, I don't know, something about like, Mexican dogs not being cuddly. I have no idea what it is about the breed, but they just don't like cuddling. But he will crawl right up on my chest if if he knows I'm not well or I'm not. I'm not emotionally where I need to be. He'll come and get right up in there under my chin and just sit there. He doesn't necessarily need to play. He just, I think it's an animal's way of letting you know, hey, I'm here. If you need me. <laughs> no. Sort of almost a, the way that uh, your own 
source vibration is in that same moment, uh, uh, you know, I've had the, you know, well, if you knew I was going off the rails and down the wrong path, why didn't you jerk me up by the shirt collar and straighten me out? But it's, it's, unless it happens occasionally, people have stories of they heard their mother's voice or their dead mother's voice or their or angel's voice, you know, look out, and they barely avoided dying. Um, I would say that would probably be the only condition where it would ever, ever happen because look out or that's the wrong thing to do is not something source ever thinks. Source might think that this over here might be more fun, but you can't make a wrong turn. You well, can't. That, that depends on Source's definition of more fun, too. I mean, well, yeah. Let's, more let's fun keep could in mind be a big that, adventure. Yeah, I mean, let's keep in mind that every once in a while, and I believe, you know, this is something that was brought up by, by one of the listeners last week, um, that, you know, every once in a while we're out of the vortex and we've chosen to do that. So why do we do that? Is you know, the next logical question that goes along with this, how do you stay centered and focused when you're in the middle of the storm? How do you, you know, stay calm? And none of us like to hear under certain circumstances or conditions that you did that to yourself. You put yourself there. Obviously, you wanted something important, you know, out of this. This is the path you needed to travel down or desired to travel down. Sometimes that just doesn't feel good to hear somebody say, um, I know, I had people say it to me, and I just look at them like they have ten heads. It's like, you know, I know. I've I've occasionally wanted to slap someone. You know, But I don't because I recognize that they're right uh, on on many levels, but it's it's rather like getting yourself – all angry about something and then deciding, okay, I've got this book or deck of cards full of affirmations on this very subject, so I'm going to go get that so I can straighten out my vibration. And uh, this would, from the outset, we would say, should be seen as the wrong turn because this is taking action to fix vibration, and it's never that way. But but you say, well, it's taking action to to give me some act, new thoughts. Okay, well, that may be. And, um, but you begin to read these things, you know, like say you're just really, you got no money and they're, you know, going to turn off your electricity tomorrow and, and, you know, you have a child that has to get ready for school every morning. You're like, ah! And you pick up this deck of wonderfully inspirational cards that say things like, um, I am uh, I am the source of my own abundance, and my abundance is unlimited, and I control uh, the flow of abundance into my life. Um, these don't play well <laughs> when you're not in that vibration, and it just really is taking spirituality and law of attraction and things that should help you feel better and beating yourself over the head with them. It really and, does, and, and 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 it gets you in that that okay. I now I'm mad space because yeah. now I'm resenting the fact that I've created this for myself, and I'm being continually reminded that I've created this for myself. Ouch. And 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 nothing. We would say again. We've heard Abraham say it. We've heard Bashar say it. We've heard lots of people say it. We will say it again. Nothing in the cosmos could be more damaging to your living the desires you wish to live than turning your little camera lens towards yourself and condemning in any way whatsoever. It's very, very important that you not judge others, but it's if there was going to be some judging going on, we would have you do it to others and not yourself, because if you're judging yourself, you can't. how do you get out of that loop? I am not okay. I am unworthy. I am unlovable. I am unattractive. How do you who do you talk to about that? How do you how do you deal with that? Who do you 
who do you go to and have a little chat with to see can you straighten that out? Well, that that brings you back to that brings you back to those those friends that you rely on, and that's when it comes back to a friend saying, "Okay, you're not okay right now," or rather, you feel like you're not okay. But you feeling like you're not okay does not make you unworthy. It does not make you unlovable. In fact, the fact that I'm here as a friend, giving you a shoulder to lean on helping to hold you up should reassure you that you are worthy, that you are lovable. Sort of makes things better all by itself without any talk or anything. It's just have somebody go, Oh dude, I can see how that would really suck. (laughs) (laughs) It really does. It really, really does. Just to have something like wow. Yeah, yeah. That's not good. And how you holding up? You know, like that's as a friend sometimes you know I think I've spoken about this several times in my blog that um, when I when I talk in terms of working with people who are trying to heal emotional um, emotional stuff from before or physical ailments or sometimes as a friend and I, I gotta say it it's not such a good idea to say yeah but you you did this to you Sometimes as a friend, it's good just to, you know, shut your mouth, put out your arms, and hug the person. Just to let them know you're there. Sometimes Because, really, would Source, you know, what would Source do? Whoever that might be a representative for you. There's some of this, what would Jesus do thing. Well, what would Buddha do? Uh, what, what would any revered example of Source to you in your understanding? Too, um, and correction is usually not their big deal. Acceptance is one of their big deals. Love, no matter what, forgiveness, these things, but not so much correction. No, because a simple a simple act like hugging a, a friend or just simply taking the friend out for coffee or just being there to let let the person vent. Um, and this can go right from master lightworker, guru, to, you know, anybody on the street who's listening to this and has no idea what the word vibration means. Um, it, it boils down to to bring yourself to a place of acceptance, to calm yourself, to get rid of that icky feeling in your stomach that nobody likes, that nauseated yuck. To get rid of that, the first step is comfort. Which is not to say you need to coddle the person. You don't need to, you know, pat them on the head and go, it's okay, the world's out to get you, we understand. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying... Yes, not to go in a, into agreement with them that the no. world has come to an end. But no, just to be a presence that is yeah. calming and comforting. And that alone, in, in and of itself, will actually raise them up a couple levels and bring them back to a feeling of, okay, I can deal with this. This isn't as bad as I, I thought it was. And they can start looking at the situation more objectively, as opposed to coming at it from an angle of, I'm resentful, I'm angry, Um, you know, beating yourself up because you're in that situation. What did I do to cause this? If you can just get a friend to a calm place, you know, where they can just kind of take a, I feel comforted for a moment, oftentimes that's enough. That's enough of a turn of yeah. the tide, so to speak, to allow their own natural tendency to head right on up the stairs instead of down. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking and laughing about one of uh, Elohim's tools, uh, Elohim and Veronica. It's uh, the when you're in a hole, do you want a shovel or a ladder syndrome? And someone that you call that is your friend, and you begin to tell them about these horrible things that are happening, 
or I feel horrible because this happened. And then they say, oh, well, you think that's something. I had this the other day, blah, 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 blah. They're jumping on the train with you. They're not helping you. I don't mean to sound insensitive. And I have been accused of being insensitive by some people (laughs) when I refuse to jump on the train with them. But it doesn't mean that you sit there and, and say, oh, but all is love and light. Or, oh, here's how you can solve that. As Gene has so wonderfully pointed out, you just be there and 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 see them as the bright light that you know they are and but try not to get too far into curiosity about what was it that could have clouded them like that because you tend to go into agreement with anything you focus on for very long, so what's seventeen seconds? Mm. Combustion point of thought, it's not long. It's not long. And, and you don't want to encourage their their angst. Yes, so you because don't want to jump on the whine about it, complain about it. Yeah, that person's horrible bandwagon. That's that's not an option either. I mean if if your friend if you come across your friend and they are literally in a hole, you can get a rope, you can get a ladder, you can go get help, you can call 911, you can do a lot of things that will be of assistance to your friend, but jumping down in the hole with them without having gotten a rope or anything else is not going to help. No. And that's what playing top that kook, you might call it. Uh, oh, I can top that. I My life sucks worse than that. Well, <laughs> hey, you know. It's a valid game, but not not recommended. <laughs> um, and that that too, you know, for those of you that find yourselves on the up up on the lip of the hole, um, don't don't jump in there. And if they're pulling so hard that 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 you can't figure out how to not get pulled down in there with them, walk away. Sounds horrible, but walk away. And maybe if it's a member of a circle that you're part of, you might say something to some one of the other ones of, you know, eh, I had a little bit, little bit of an odd phone call <laughs> earlier today. You know anything about that? Or best, really, just to leave it alone and let it sort itself out. Um, but don't uh, don't jump down in the hole with them. It's just not helpful. Um mm-hmm. Even if you've been in the hole just like it and you got out, do you want to do that again? Because if you jump in there unprepared, that's what it's going to take to get back out. And um, uh, judging them in any way, including poor, pitiful Sally, is putting you in agreement with where they are. It It is the thing that's missed to me so often in the discussions about judgment is – why is it so? And, and if, well, it's because they're really you, and you're judging yourself. That's true. Hard to get your mind around sometimes. Um, but to place a judgment on something, you see a vibration. <clears throat> you know, whatever that vibration is. It's like you know, you get out of your car at the scenic point, and at the scenic point, you could turn your camera to the left, and you see the road and grime. Or you can point it to the right, and there's this beautiful valley. Which way do you take the picture? Um, that choice sits there always. And if you just if you get out of the car and happen to find yourself pointed at the at the mountain, don't say, "Oh, dreadful! I've come to the wrong place. It's all horrible." <laughs> you, you turn around. <laughs> it's right over there. Um, um, but it is a it, it's a touchy subject, and it ties in with uh, uh, a lot of you know old energy dis- descriptions about psychic protection and things. Um, these were very valid tools at one point, not very long ago. But it, it it's okay to let them go because it is no longer necessary. It's just nothing wrong with the tool, nothing, no, you know. But it is 
almost an advanced judge making an advanced judgment making a judgment against something that hasn't even happened yet and that's not un unrelated to expecting to have a bad day the next day and then sure enough have it um no it's totally related i mean i if you um if you can get yourself into a space now i i don't know how many times it's been tr- proven in the past by you know and I love using this example, but but back in the day when um, sisters would go to foreign countries and, you know, really, they had no protection except their faith. And these women would walk into war zones, third world countries, um, you know, backwoods places where the average man would fear to tread. Yet, they walked in there protected by their faith. Protected by their faith and belief that they were at all times safe and secure. Now, regardless of whether, you know, you're a sister of cloth and your faith is in that God will protect you or you're anybody else out there and your faith is that, you know, whatever powers that be that you believe in will protect you or you're just in a secure knowledgeable a secure space of knowledge that everything is flowing as it should and that all things happen for a reason and you believe that you are safe and secure you will continue to walk around the world safe and secure and that's vitally important element of all of this is when you think in terms of maybe not needing some of those tools anymore. Best defense is the belief that you don't need to defend against anything. And a a faith, too, an abiding faith in your own inner guidance. Um, And sometimes that means that, you know, okay, I'm not going to work today. I'm going to go to the beach today. I don't know why, but I'm going to go to the beach today. And... Then even after that, uh, our dear, dear Meredith gave this example. She was headed to the beach, and she decided to take a different route. And within a block or two, it felt so bad that she literally turned around and went back to the route that she normally takes. Now, on a different day, she might try to take that different route, and it seemed even better and better as she went along. But for whatever reason, and she has no idea why, and there may be no manifestation that anybody could find that would be a why. Um, but she felt led to turn around and not go that way. Um, and the, oh, that's just superstition or that's just, you're just feeling nervous or, you know, that's the smashing of your inner guidance by tradition. It's not by uh, by habit. It's not by anybody. Uh, I'd like very much for everybody to just get over that there's anybody that's out to get them. Um, there's just other buddies. <laughs> um, and we're all in this together, no matter which way we're pointed. Now, you may run into people, you will run into people, that you can just take kind of sort of one look at them and the way they're vibrating and think, hmm, I don't want to go wherever it is you're going. Bless you, have fun, but I ain't going there. That's no thank you. That's not resistance. That's no thank you. And there's nothing wrong with no thank you. Right back to the buffet. Nothing wrong with no thank you. Nothing wrong with you walk right by and you look at it and you may think, you know, gosh, green jello, really? Green? Um, But you don't say that. You don't tell them to get the green jello out of the buffet. You just don't take any. You take something else that looks good or take nothing. But, um, and this, that is you know, that is life. Life life experience is second to second moment to moment choice. Choice of whether or not I want to go down that road. Choice of whether or not I want to spend time with that person. Choice of whether or not I want to see that event in a negative way or if I want to view it in a positive way. It's choice. Every now moment is about choice. Every single now moment. So there's none of this... But I was led to turn down this road. Even though it now feels horrible, I'm going to keep going. There's none of that. There's none of that. It doesn't have to be. 
No, if it feels horrible, do do as our wise one Meredith, because we do love her, did, and turn around. Walk away. That's what those barriers are for. Turned around, got back on her regular route, felt great. Had a wonderful day at the beach, just great high vibrational time. And, you know, would the world have come to an end if she went the other way? No, probably not. Don't know of any world ending going on anytime. But it might have been a whole lot less comfortable. Yeah. And and they're so the the synchronicities are so the millions of synchronicities it takes to get through an hour or two of now nows. Um it could have been that she needed that five minute delay to avoid some ill situation on the route that she eventually took. It how it fits in is particularly if it's something you 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 decide to think, well, I wonder what negative thing was down there. Um, there are so many variables that didn't happen that it's like lost. It's like trying to figure out 10 million steps ahead in a chess game. And completely inconsequential, really, when you think about it, because at the yeah. end of the day, she turned around and went the other way and had a great day, so why dwell? on yeah. what could have, should have maybe happened. Let's, that doesn't make sense. See, I had a wonderful time today, but I know that I could have had a bad time. Let's see if <laughs> I can think of a way that I could have had a bad time. And trust me, you're very creative. You'll think of a gazillion ways. Don't need to go there. It's just not necessary to try to, you know, well, but if I was attracted down that road at all, hey, things happen. And... And following higher knowledge, or higher logic, we might call call it, sometimes from this perspective, limited perspective down here, seems illogical. But it's just higher logic. Yet there's there's a lot of times where you can look back on a situation and go, oh, aha. And that can be a real value of this memory business and this being able to look back is to see that indeed it did work just right. And that the only thing that wasn't just right was the way you felt about it in the middle. And uh, and believe me, I can understand that. My life in the last three years, and really my whole life in retrospect, but in the last three years in particular, very noticeably so, I am most days going downhill, a very steep hill, not a perfectly smooth road either, just a hill. Uh, and 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 I'm on a great strong mountain bike, but I, my hands are tied to my thighs. I can't put them up on the steering wheel. I'm just going. And I'm the one that tied my hands to my thighs because every time in the past that I've grabbed the steering wheel, I've mucked it all up. So <laughs> it just can't, you know. How 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 bad's it got to get? Uh, you know, to just say, all right, well, this being in control and knowing what's going to happen at every moment and why I chose everything I chose for the last million years is not been working out well. Do something different. Which it, it brings us to that throwing your hands up in the air moment and going, why? Because right around the time you're throwing your hands up in the air and going, why me? Often it's followed very shortly by, ah, screw it, I give up. And that strange little statement is a release of resistance, a massive release of resistance. Because right there you're just saying to the universe, you know what, all right, I'm done pushing. I'm done. I am done pushing. I'm done rowing upstream. I'm I'm just going to lie down in my boat, and I'm going to let the current take me wherever it's going to take me because I'm tired, and I don't really want to do this anymore. I don't want to struggle. I don't want to fight. I don't want to – I'm done. 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 I'm going to take a nap. Leave me alone. I'm done. If I end up in the falls, going over the falls at the end of the day, I don't care. I'll be sleeping. I'm done. And right there, you're opening yourself up to just go with whatever comes next. And you can really hear it right there in the words that you just said. You know, I give up. 
I don't want to struggle anymore. I don't want to fight anymore. Well, that's all you're giving up, really, is the struggle. Because we just can't stress this enough. You can't give anything else up. No. Where would you give it up to? Where would it go? (laughs) There's no place but here and now. You can't lose out on anything else except how you see it, how you view it. Uh, Struggle? Uh, Interesting ride? (laughs) Um, But we all have things in the rearview mirror that we can look at and say, you know, at the time, that was really just messed up. But I can see how it got me to right where I needed to be. You know, I was late, and it was I was, I was all frazzled. But if if that hadn't all happened, then this wouldn't have happened. And and it's not necessary to make those connections. It can be exasperating to make them anywhere except in the rearview mirror. But uh, uh, and and know that when you go back to look at a negative chain of events and you call it a negative chain of events in the rearview mirror, it's just as bad as what it was the first time around. You know, so don't go digging for the bad. Go dig for, you know, I remember feeling like this before, but it was really, it was baloney. I, everything turned out great. Um, because Because that's the truth. Every time that you've been sitting still and you're not you know, doing something, and you, you you know, you've looked around, you're in your home, and everything's fine. There's no tiger right there. Um, survival instinct's really pretty much satisfied. But then you're sitting there in the chair, and you have this intense fear going on, icky feeling. That's because you're focused on something, in a way, from your right here, right now viewpoint that's different than your broader knowing. It's not even, it doesn't have to be, you know, well, my source is looking at it differently. It doesn't matter whether anything's looking at it. It's just different than your knowing, different than your knowledge. Anytime you look at anybody, yourself or anybody else, as being less than, messed up, having a problem, um, boy, i got to get them straightened out, or they got to get themselves straightened out, um, you're not in accordance with your own knowing. You know that's not the case. Deep down inside, you know. You don't have to look anywhere else. You don't. God doesn't have to come tell you. George doesn't have to come tell you. Nestor doesn't have to come tell you. You just know when you can calm down. So you're not calm when you're looking the other direction because you know that's not right. It's, it's like the fact that, you know, most people uh, get nervous when they do something that they think they're not supposed to do. And semantics really, is it the thing that's wrong or is it the way you think about it? It's always the way you think about it. It doesn't matter what the thing is. You say, oh, so murder's not wrong? I didn't say that. I, I didn't, well, I didn't say murder's not the, is, murder is a great path to choose. But wrong is a bit of a strong word. It's very condemnation. There's no way out of it. It's an absolute judgment and endedness. And there's no such thing. And, um, uh, and that alone is why judgment just doesn't work. You just nothing is static. So nothing is as it seems. Because as it seems was a moment ago now, unless you're still watching. And so if you're stuck on what somebody did this morning, you're in the past. And because they're not necessarily doing it right now. And let's um, face it, if you're in the past, you're missing your current now moment. And your current now moment, besides being a delicious moment, virtually always, it's also the only place you have any power to do anything about anything, including your own vibration, is now. Can't do it yesterday. God knows I've tried for years. (laughs) (laughs) I've tried to do it tomorrow. I've tried to, when I wake up, I'll be better. When I get this promotion, I'll be better. And... And I, I think I, that would ring true with, with anybody listening. It's always, when it comes, I'll feel better. Yeah. It's always, when I get what I want, I'll feel better. When it <coughs> comes, I'll feel better. When I get that better job, I'll feel better. When I meet my soulmate, I'll feel better. When I have my first child, I'll feel better. All these things that you anticipate that will make you feel better. But 
when, when these things come, trust me when I say there will be more challenges that come with them. So you win the lottery, well, now you've got a bunch of friends who are bugging you for cash. So stop assuming that everything that it's that old, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. And it's just not because it doesn't matter if, you know, you're walking streets paved with gold. If you cannot be happy with what you have in your moment now, looking around at the world that you see and you can't find a way to center, I'm not saying be happy all the time. That's just, it's not going to happen. I mean, I can't do it. I don't know anybody really who can be. Wouldn't really recommend it. It means your guidance system doesn't work if you're happy all the time. Yeah, I I don't, I I can't see that as being something that, you know, I even want to discuss as, as a reality. It's just, it's, you know, not. But if if you can get to a point where you are content and satisfied with yourself as things are, then all that stuff that you're waiting for to make you feel better will just naturally flow to you because you already feel great. And you don't need them. Now they're just coming because it might be fun for you to have them. But you don't need them anymore. And that's that's a key word too. And I'm we're getting close to running out of time, but that's something I want to discuss is that word need. Because every word time, need versus want. Because every time even the word want. The word want gets people into big trouble too. Um both words do. As preference long as, is maybe better, but uh, sounds like we've left ourselves with a topic for next uh, week. I would Hopefully, uh, Jean and I won't have to live through the negative side of the coin to get to next <laughs> Tuesday. But if we do, we'll report back to you on how terribly we enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> but um, it is one of the things to me that uh, that these weekly shows are as well as a touchstone, a touch point. Whether you're listening to the call live and come with some questions, whether it's downloading automatically onto your iPod and you're sort of absentmindedly listening to it as you jog, whatever you're doing, um, it gives you a touchstone of, you know, okay, it's Tuesday night. I'm going to be okay tonight. And um, we hope that uh, that it does that for you because it certainly does that for us. We just love this. Just, uh, just to let you know that, you're, you know what, you're not alone in that moment of, are you kidding me? Really? Are you kidding me? How much more, I'm going to use the word crap, do I have to deal with? You're not alone. Goodness gracious, you're not alone. There's a whole bunch of us out there thinking the same thing every once in a while. We all have those moments. And it's okay. And that's, I think that's key to today's topic is to just take a moment, step back and go, it's okay. And remember that little things may, you say, you know, this used to happen to me all the time. It didn't feel this bad. Well, that's because you were kind of ignoring your feelings. You're more aware of your feelings now, more aware of your guidance system, more aware of everything. And uh, But don't, it, 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 it's just more choices. The buffet just got bigger, that's all. Uh, you still are at absolute choice in every moment of which direction that you go. And, uh, and, and, and an absolute matter. choice of who you're going to hang around uh, and talk to, and uh, you know, it it uh, that can be a vital choice too, because uh, um, if you figure out how to just be in bliss every moment without it ever varying at all. Oh goodness gracious! Let me know. Yeah, write a book. Please. Call us. Absolutely. Write us. Send carrier pigeon. Okay, whatever it takes. <laughs> and and that's really kind of what. The Georges and the Nestors and all of our inner beings are doing is they're sending us letters and cards and carrier pigeons. And these are the often the irritating things that are in our road, and they're irritating because they just remind us that we're not quite where we want to be yet. Uh, and uh, that's okay. And, and and you know what? The more food that they add to the buffet, you still can only consume so much before you're right. sick. So just because your awareness grows does not mean that you can suddenly fix everything that you're aware of that you seem to think needs fixing. That's not how it works. 
Yeah. You walk into some space and it feels icky. Walk back out. You don't have to stay there and fix it. There's nothing to be fixed. There's nothing wrong with the space. It's just not in agreement with what you're in agreement with at the moment. That's all. Energy is just energy. So turn around and find a place that is in agreement. Energy that feels icky to you today could have been the energy that felt good to you five years ago. Because the direction towards source is anger when you're in depression. But when you're feeling pretty good, anger feels horrible. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I I can attest to that having having gone through the process and Rick, you you went through a great deal of a great deal of illness at one time too, and mm-hmm. and that overwhelming sense of this is just never going to get better is 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 helped by you getting pissed off and saying no 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 I'm not going to live like this for the rest of my life. And so your next step is anger. But if you're feeling great and you're having a good day, no, no, no. I'm not going to live like this for the rest of my life. It just doesn't fit. That's right. And it it does not make anything wrong with it from the day that it did fit or wrong with you because it fit that day. It's just guidance. It's just relativity. It's just Yummier energy and less yummy energy, in your personal opinion, right this minute. And and because the day that it fit, good for you, because that was you taking a step up. And it was the yummy energy. Absolutely. Because that, and 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 because it's not yummy this week, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, you don't get sad when you're traveling down the highway because you went through a town that's on the way, and think oh. It's behind me now. I'd hoped it would last longer. Usually hoping that the drive would be shorter and you'd already have to get there. So, you know. It really is. I, I often say, you know, um, thinking in terms of thinking in terms of letting things go um, and shifting your focus. If you're in the living room and you're watching a movie and in the middle of the movie you get thirsty, you put the movie on pause, you go to the kitchen to get your drink. Well, while you're in the kitchen getting your drink, do you mourn the loss of the living room? Hardly. You get your drink and you go back into the living room. Because for the moment, you have to be in the kitchen to get the drink that you want. But when you're done getting the drink, you can take the drink and go into the living room, finish watching your movie. But you're not going to worry about the movie while you're in the kitchen getting your drink. Because the movie's not going to serve your thirst. So that's something important to keep in mind as well. And we know how ridiculous some of these examples may sound, but really... It's the same energy difference, and it will seem ridiculous to you in the rear view five years from now, whatever it is that's bugging you. It might sound uh, like we're oversimplifying. Yeah. I know that one. Yeah. It can't be that easy. It can't be that easy. There's no way, because I'm not happy all the time. So how can it possibly be that easy? Well, you know what? It's, that's just life. I mean, it it really is. It it, it is that simple. And yeah. And and so have patience with yourself and love for yourself while you're going through the process of, you know, gosh, I bet there's a positive way to look at this, but right now that's the furthest thing from my mind. Let just let it be. Mm-hmm. And 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 trust that the positive side of it will come to you whether it's now or five years from now, and and it'll be a lot easier ride uh, uh, through the uh, meadows of life because all the meadows of life do have a few sticks and stones in them. But if you really enjoy and romping through the meadow, you tend to just miss them. I noticed that when Molly walks, she will walk right across an ant bed, but she never dips a foot in it. But she doesn't look at them. She'll look, be looking the opposite direction at something she's sniffing, and still she manages to miss it. How does that happen? Well, it's just not in her vibration, really, to be stepping in an ant bed today. So <laughs> she doesn't. Uh, anyway, we are uh, right there on yeah. top of the time. I've had a wonderful time, as always. And, uh, guys, if you've got some suggestions for topics, questions, anything that you want to send in between shows, 
feel free to get a hold of us. You can find me over at nestorspeaks.com, and uh, you can find Gene over at phoenixrising.com and uh, phoenixrising.blogspot.com. So, uh, and, of course, you can find us both on Facebook. Oh, yeah. So drop us a line, but whatever you do, have a wonderful week, and we'll meet you back here Tuesday night, and we'll laugh about what's happened in between. Night all. Ciao. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.